Welcome back. Sports Radio at 94 WIP. It's the Midday Show. Hugh Douglas, Joe Giglio coming up 1 o'clock. Elliot Sharp Parks will join us. ESP. Sixers trade deadline tomorrow. I'm sure Elliot has a lot of takes on what they should do, what they could do before tomorrow afternoon, of course. Elliot's an idiot. Well, there's that. Some believe that. And the Eagles, uh, what's going on here next five years? Eagles, Niners. We'll get to all that conversation. Quickly, Hugh, before we go back to the phones, and we have a lot of people patiently waiting, we'll get back to the phone lines here. 215-592-9494. We replayed the Dombrowski interview for you. And, you know, we opened the show today talking about, you know, have they been too quiet? Have they done enough this offseason? I think they should have done more. But, Hugh, a couple things hit me from the full interview, just hearing it again. He was very open that they tried for some pitchers, and it just didn't work out. Yeah. He mentioned a pitcher that actually they thought he was a reliever. He wanted to be a starter. I think that's Jordan Hicks who went to the Giants. Mm -hmm. Uh, He mentioned a guy they were in on a reliever that ended up wanting to be on the West Coast. I think that's Robert Stevenson who went to the Angels. And these guys are good pitchers. Yeah. Uh, And he was very open, and he said his name, Yamamoto. So, the read I'm getting from that interview, now listening to it twice, is he seems very comfortable with his offense, his position players, giving Rojas a chance. He wants more pitching. I think they want more pitching. Yeah, and I think that's something that they're probably going to try to to address in this spring training. They're going to give some guys some opportunities, but definitely that is something that they feel that if they have more pitching, that they would be a much better ball club or be in a much better position. Yeah, there was referenced the slow starts, which we referenced earlier in the show. Yeah. That, that's just you know been a big thing, and uh, we'll see if Topper has any answers to that because it's a big deal. They, and they were legitimately worried that Nola was going to leave for the no Braves. Scared? Whew. I mean, as you should be, because it, it just strengthens your competitor. And we already we've already come to the uh, conclusion that the Braves might win the division again this year. Yeah, they're projected to. Yeah, but the, to to give them another arm? No, you don't need to do that. The other thing I thought was interesting is, and he didn't answer it, but Dave Dombrowski did acknowledge he may have his own preference on the lineup, but that's Rob Thompson's decision. Mm-hmm. I wonder what, deep down, if Dombrowski is a Schwarber, Schwarber yeah, I, I knew you were going leadoff there. guy. Leadoff guy, yeah. I don't know. I mean, he don't I, sound like it. Mike, no I way. think that's the one. I would think not too. I'm with you on this. Like guy. when you talk about the most polarizing. Uh, you know, batting position, th- that was probably the one that got everybody a little bit upset. And will remain that way. The re- yeah. So here, here, this continues to be my thing on Schwarber. I'm going to get it out there now. Or I'm sure we're going to do this again before the season. I'm keeping him there until someone's a better option. You know, like, Trey Turner, okay, guys, let, can he be good the whole season? Then, yeah, sure, put him there. Bryson Stott, I agree with Kyle said earlier, he's got a chance to be a batting title guy one day. He's not there yet, and he didn't hit the last two months of the season. If you tell me Bryce Stott's going to hit 320 all year and get on base, you know, 36, 37% of the time, sure, I'll entertain moving Schwarber off the leadoff. I still don't think they have the right option. If you ask me right now who's going to get the most plate appearance at the leadoff spot, I still think it's going to be Schwarber. I, I, I think we're going to run it back with Schwarber at the leadoff guy until some someone takes it option. from him. Yeah, I, I, I can see that being the case, especially when you talk about what, what his, his, his knee situation and everything else. So, yeah, he's definitely going to be out there. Don't you think just the fact that Dombrowski answered it that way instead of just being like, I love Schwarber at leadoff. Like, the fact that he said, I talked to Rob Thompson about this seems to indicate that he disagrees and he suggests a different approach mm-hmm. to the leadoff guy. So I think the last time we heard Topper talk, he, he acknowledged that maybe not, maybe it will be different, but then he's like, but Schwarber, it works with Schwarber. Now, did that come from a conversation he had with, with Dombrowski? Can't with the progress, yeah. Yeah, it's, I can't wait for this debate again because it's, it's, it's been for three years now. And the, the most ironic part is they win when Schwarber hits leadoff. It's like you can't argue. <laughs> the, the Phillies for 10 years before Schwarber was leading off for this team 
were not in the playoffs. And now <laughs> he's there and they win. Yeah, I mean, the formula speaks for itself. Winning is winning. Um, the other thing that struck me from the whole conversation with Dombrowski there is he didn't totally rule out Andrew Painter at the end of this year. Now, it didn't seem like he's counting on it, but he didn't totally rule it out. 215-592-9494. Your reaction to everything you heard there from Dave Dombrowski and have the Phillies been too quiet? Just one more thing mm-hmm. that I noticed. Didn't seem to love the idea of extending Bryce Harper this offseason. He did not. Well, he was trying to be diplomatic about it, but it was one of those things where, you know, it, like he didn't he didn't poo-poo it either because, you know, he's really not in a position of, of power. <laughs> like, I mean, he is, but he kind of isn't. You know, and he, he didn't want to – I guess you didn't want to upset the uh, general manager when you say stuff like that. That feel doesn't that one feel like a complete ownership decision more than it's a Nebraska decision? Like, no GM's going to say, yeah – it's a good idea to pay his guy, pay a guy into his forties. Like that's just that's yeah, not what GMs yeah, you, do. You don't want to upset management either. Though. Well, right, and then it, I feel like if that happens, that's a John Middleton thing. He's the one that's going to okay it, and you know they might keep Bryce Harper here. I I said it the day that news came out, and we reacted on the show. The concept of giving Bryce Harper an extension with eight years remaining is ridiculous, crazy. It's just, but it's crazy. You got to entertain it when you give a guy that kind of pool. You got to. Like he, he's gonna try to see what he can get. He's gonna do what he can can do to see how much money he can get out of the deal. Of course he is. I mean, you, I, gave, you gave him the power. I expect that. I'm not surprised, but I would say no. Well, he, here's what I would say to Bryce: We'll go over. Well, can we can we get back to this like in three years, four years, five years? I mean, he's five years into a 13 year deal. Remember the uh, reaction here when To wanted a new deal? Like what? One year into the deal. Yeah, this that was is ridiculous. Five out of thirteen. Yeah, but it, it's also football too, and it's different in baseball. Because you, you know, the, the thing that jumped out to me this morning when they were making that conversation, when they were having a conversation, was when he said, uh, "Kyle Schwarber's knees aren't what they used to be." And mm-hmm. I was thinking about, I'm like, hell, if my knees was like that, I wish I'd have played baseball. Because if my knees went bad, I could still play. They could just, you just roll my old ass up there to play and let me hit the ball a couple times. You know, I, you that's a good point. You brought up the Schwarber thing, the knee thing. Hugh, I think when we talk about the Rojas thing, I think they view it more as it makes everything better. Yeah. Like Rojas in the outfield keeps Schwarber at DH. Yes, and and if you can get a little bit of his bat, like you said, you was like 260. In my head, when I was thinking about his bat, I was like 250 for a guy that was that had the bat on his shoulder in the playoffs. I'll take that all day. It's almost, and I don't want to lower the bar this far, but just don't embarrass us. Yeah, I mean, that's the, just don't embarrass because the team. It's 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 funny because he went from boy having him out there on the defensive side is great to what the hell is he out there doing with the bat on the show? It felt like a pitcher in yeah, the old National it, League. It, it was like we we we're in a bad spot. So to get anything out of that position, plus his defense, I feel is a plus. And, and like to that point, Kyle Schwarber at leadoff probably happens once a game. Right, and then if you figure right. that Marsh and Rojas are in front of him in the eight and nine, and the lineup turns over that way, you are getting guys that can make contact with the baseball. If Rojas is, you know, the guy that they're billing him to be, and then you have the the two guys in front of Kyle Schwarber. Like it's not always the fact that Kyle Schwarber's going up there leading you off, and, and then he can't run. Like you can have Marsh and Rojas on base, and Schwarber can hit him home. Like that's not out of the realm of possibility. Yeah, there is also one other thing because I, I just, I'm ready for this. I'm ready for the Schwarber leadoff fight. They don't like to stack their lefties. And if he's hitting one, right. you put a righty in between them with Turner and then Harper. If you put him in the middle, it it, it makes it clunky. Like, just the way they, they like to structure a lineup. I will put my flag down on February 7th. I still want Kyle Schwarber 
as my leadoff hitter. Chris, I'm going to guess does not. What's up, Chris? No, nope, I don't want him as my leadoff hitter. <laughs> Why? Why? Because he takes three hits to get him from first base to home plate. He strikes out over 200 times a year, so his outfit is productive. Another guy, like say, let's say Stott, he'll ground out a ground out to the right side, or put a guy on third, or score a guy from third base. Okay, that's why I do it. I, I like Kyle Schwarber. I just don't like him in the leadoff spot for the for the fact that he strikes out too much and he can't run. And he and if you watch the playoffs. Numerous times in numerous games in the playoffs alone, he led off an inning. Okay, he led off an inning numerous times. So if you got a one-run game and the guy leads off and he gets on first, that pitcher knows damn well he's not running. All right, Chris, can I give you a counter argument? I know what your counter argument is about hitting home runs. Okay, no, I'm not. I'm not going to use home runs. Promise. Okay. All right. So two things. One, he gets on base more than Bryson Stott. He gets on base more than Trey Turner. But so you have to so, look but, at. But hold on, yeah. Chris. Hold on. I, I let you speak. Hold on. Yes, it would. T- it takes more hits to get him in. Obviously, he's slower than those guys. But I'd rather someone on base more often than nobody on base. Mm. So that's but one thing. And the other thing is, and yet you mentioned his strikeouts, Chris. I actually think his strikeouts are more of a detriment in the middle of the lineup. And what I mean by that is, if he strikes out to start an inning to start the game, one out. And here comes Turner. If he strikes out at hitting four or five, there's runners on base. Bryce Harper standing on first base can't go anywhere. At yeah, least, at least Stott, who, who's been hitting, Stott hit five last year, right? Stott puts the bat on the ball and can hit a single and drive a run in. That's not Schwarber's game. The, 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 it's a different approach with the, when there's guys on base and Schwarber's at the plate. There's a different approach. Yeah, but I, there is, first. there is, but he, but pressure. he's, but he's not a different hitter. He strikes out, he strikes out no matter where he hits. You put a guy like Stott or Turner or Rojas on base, you're putting pressure on the pitcher, okay? Because you know he's they can run and they're gonna run. I understand, but I don't think it changes who Schwarber is. He's gonna still strike out with guys on base. Like that, he's that's who he strikes out, right? That's who he but is. You, got, you put a guy, you put a guy on first base. Okay, like uh, Turner. Mm-hmm. He's going first to third on a single to right. And Schwarber's not. He's going one at a time. I... Right, but he gets on base less often. So, yes, you're right, but it happens less often. He doesn't – you have to get on base to score runs. But now, his outs are not as productive. I, I get it. I, Chris, I, I, and look, I think most people... I, Chris, I, understand what, I understand what you're saying. Yeah, Joe. and I, really I get do. you. I, I think most people, Chris, are with you. What I find ironic about both of our you know, our argument back and forth is they seem to win more when they do it this way, which maybe you think is counterintuitive, but it happens. Yeah, but we haven't had a... We haven't put him in the forehole long enough to see how it happens. Well, okay, so, uh, Chris, that's a, that's an interesting point. And, that, and we appreciate the phone call. See, I... We're already started. They haven't got the spring training yet. Here we yeah, go. Yeah, that's 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 the that's argument you're probably going to be having all year long. So Chris wants him in the four hole. Mm-hmm. So that means we got Bryce Harper third, and we got Schwarber fourth. So they bring a lefty in late in the game, and we neutralize both of those guys. I, I don't. I'm not a fan of that. No, I'm not. I the Phillies have a lot of good players. There is no sound perfect way to make their lineup because when you move, it's like a. You know, you move one piece and then the other piece. Then it, 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 it hinders everything else that you're trying. Yeah, to. the only thing that makes sense is I think everyone wants Bryce Harper, what, second or third? We, we, we want him to hit in the first inning of the game. Mm-hmm. I, that's, I think that's pretty universal. 
Everything else, you move it around. It's like I uh, right now, I don't love their cleanup situation. Who's it going to be? Castellanos or Bohm? Yeah, Constellino. Neither of those are great. I mean, they both could be good at times, but then they get fall into slumps and all that kind of stuff. I, I still want Schwarber in the leadoff spot. It sounds though like Dave Dombrowski may have a different thought. We'll see what Rob Thompson does when we get to spring and, and beginning of the year. Rob Adelko. Hey, Rob. Joseph, you. What's up, boys? What's hey, Rob. On, hey, listen, Joe. Listen. I don't know what Dombrowski was smoking this morning, okay? He would have to tell you why, okay? He, did he say the analytics department had us rated with the number one pitching staff? Am I watching the same team that he's watching? So, Rob, I don't know what he was referencing. There's obviously okay. a lot of different sites. But I, I did see yesterday, before the Dodgers brought back Kershaw, because they you know they officially re-signed him yesterday, yeah, Joe, that the, fi- the, Phillies, the Phillies had the number one ranked pitching staff. The Dodgers what? were second. I saw it yesterday, and now the Dodgers got bumped back ahead of the Phillies. So maybe that's what he was referencing. Kyle should play that because oh, that's what that is. I, 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 listen, we gotta, yeah, there you go. Thank you, Kyle. Because that's what I would have did after he said that. Because listen, am I looking at the same team? Joe, did you look at Aaron Nolan's numbers the last three or four years? They've gone up, gone up, gone up. And I'm not talking in a good way. I'm talking about his ERA, okay? And he's our number two, Joe. He's our number two. And he's talking about Taewon Walker, with 15, you know why I got 15 wins, Joe? Because we score eight runs a game. Not because he's a good pitcher, but because look at his ERA. I know, I know. He's terrible, Taiwan. You think, you think they would give him that deal now? No, no. Well, of course not. So he's not a good pitcher. Don't, don't try to. And then Sanchez, I mean, come on. You know, I, I, I'm worried about pitchers there because to me, no was a question mark. And he's a, Joe, did he not lead the league and giving up gopher balls, or at least in the NL last year? Oh, uh, it was very high. He, he allowed 32 home runs last year. It's a lot. And he's our number two. He's our number two. Uh, so, you know what? I want to be the Dodgers, Hugh. I'm shallow, okay? I'm going to tell you up front why I'm shallow. Are you shallow? Right? <laughs> listen, at least I keep it real. You know what I mean? But, listen, I know they got one kind of pandemic championship, Joe, and I know it doesn't always translate in the chips, but go spend half a billion. You know, go spend another half a billion dollars. Mr. Middleton, I don't care. Go get me Jordan Montgomery and Cody, Cody Bellinger, Joe. I want them both. Yeah, you and the fact that they were willing to – I mean, the fact that they made a big offer to Yamamoto means they have the money, Rob. They are, right. They're told us they have the money. So they can get both of those guys for probably what they were going to pay him, right? They were going to give him over 300 I think you're probably right. Yeah, they probably could get both for the pr- price that Yamamoto costs. Yeah. And, and then real fast on the Sixers. So that's what I want. I don't want to hear a bullcrap number one pitcher staff because there ain't no way in the world I think we got the number one pitcher staff in baseball. I take Atlanta staff over ours. But anyway, the Sixers, you know what? I, I don't know. I, I don't know what to do, Joe. I'm in limbo here. I, I just don't. Do, do we try to get a good player and then hope that Embiid can come back? And if not, we'll be ready to go next year, hit the ground running? Or do we just kind of say, eh, make that middle-of-the-road move? You know, and then just try to patch it together and see if he comes back, and then we'll have all the cap space, and and, and Beat will be fully healthy next year, and we can make our other run. But you, you know what, Hugh? What you got? You know what I'm going to tell you, Hugh? And if I could put money on this, I wouldn't have to work, Hugh. If I could go to the Vegas or to a book and say, listen, I want to put down my life savings that he's going to get hurt next year and miss 15 to 20 games. You know what, Joe? He's going to get hurt next year, and he's going to miss 15 to 20 games. You know what? He's going to be hurt in the playoffs, too. And so what what are we doing, Joe? Like, I don't know what to do. I'm so frustrated because I don't have a clear cut vision on, on what to do with the Sixers, Joe. Maybe that's why I'm frustrated. Yeah, I don't, I don't think, think they do either. I mean, that, 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 that reality is that they don't. I mean, Rob, Rob, we appreciate the phone call as always. We're gonna have Elliot at one. 
uh, on the Sixers on the trade deadline coming up tomorrow. There's names out there, Hugh, Buddy Heald, Bogdanovic. It sounds like the Kelly Olynyk. the Sixers are in on some of these role-player kind of names. Yeah, they're trying to stay locked. They're trying to keep their head afloat, and hopefully Maxie steps up and becomes some somewhat that dude. I'm going to say, I'm going to bump that somewhat. That dude, that dude he hopefully becomes he that dude. He needs to be that dude. Because who else is going to be that dude without Embiid? No, nah, we, we're, we're, we're kind of uh, devoid of that dude since Embiid is hurt. So he needs to be that dude. Yeah, I think the Sixers are stuck in a weird spot right now because you don't want to just waste the season. And because We talked about it yesterday. If they don't add anything, they're in trouble. It's tough sled. Yeah, no they're 4-11 without Embiid. At yeah. the same time, if I'm Daryl Morey, I can't give up anything really big because I don't even know when Embiid's coming back, and you don't want to waste some assets you could use this summer to get you know, maybe a star player. I, I think this is a challenging trade deadline for Daryl Morey. Yeah, you know what the unfortunate thing about this timing is that, you, and we talked, we said it was a blessing to disguise a couple of days ago, but the unfortunate thing is the timing of his injury, and then we still have to wait four weeks to see what we're going to get from mm. him. So you have to try to measure that against – how how competitive you want to be and still put yourself in position to get one of these big-name free agents at the end of the year. Yeah, we, well, that's, the, that's true. All right, let's get to our Twitter question here. Sponsored by the PI Dental Center. Your smile is the first thing others see when they meet you. Learn about and schedule your evaluation at PIDentalCenter.com. Which team will have more success over the next five years? So this is interesting. The Eagles are dominating the poll on Twitter, yet the phone calls have been more Niners. Eagles 62%. Niners 38 on Twitter. Other poll question, has the Phillies offseason been too quiet? Yes, 78%. No, 22%. All right, we do it once a week. Well, Elliot at one, but we do a little uh, midweek take here. Non-sports midweek take. Here's what I got for you this week. What you got? All right. My take this week is... You, 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 when you're parking in the city, I got, I got a lot of parking takes because we've been had to, we have parked differently now than we used to. Yeah, it was, we had some we had some drama. Yeah, so we parking. you know just park is different around the city, around where we are, and there should be some sort of rule that you could only as a you know in terms of construction, in terms of stuff, you can only block parking spots for so long. There's a street uh, a couple of streets away from where we are, mm-hmm. where like a group of spots have been blocked for I don't know like two months. You got to take care of that. You can't just take you're away about spots from, from people that are like working in a, in. In the area or whatever? Yes. Yeah, that's ridiculous, especially in the city. we got to move it along. Especially when parking is so hard to find. And I'm with you on this one, Joe. I hate moving my truck around in the city. And normally, that's why I don't go anywhere, because I hate trying to park that thing. There's got to be some sort of rule. There should be a 90-day, I don't know, whatever the rules should be. But you only have so long where you can take up parking spots with a, a site or construction or just block them up. How off. about you just get it done in a timely fashion? Let's How about move that? it yeah, along. Come on, that construction. Now we're making construction workers mad. Do your job and hurry up with about it. Hurry it's, up. It's, it's a numbers game, right? We have more people coming back into the office lately because that's the way. Uh, that's th- how it's going. That's the things are now, right? Less hybrid home work, you know, home and office stuff. Y'all so messed it up for everybody. More right? people are coming back into the city, yet we have less parking spots. It feels like we got to solve this problem. We got to create more I'm parking spots or stop blocking the ones that could be used. I'm with you on this one. You, you mean like how they leave a placeholder chair? Sometimes in yes. the city. Yeah, well, they that, have yeah. cones on one of the yes. streets around here. Dude, just, that is like been cones funny, for two months. The There's four spots thing there that I see in, on the planet <laughs> is when somebody will leave a chair in a parking space. That's why it's like li- like being in the city is cool, but as far as parking is concerned, it's not cool. It's not cool at all because it's a struggle. It's it's a it's a uh, 
you're always upset with somebody. Mm-hmm. It's the pedestrians against the the, the drivers, and the, then you got the bike. We don't even talk about them bikes. Oh, uh, we know you're feeling Man, that. Man, I tell you, this cat was in the road this morning. I'm on my way to work, and he just sashaying his little his little <laughs> bike, and I'm just looking. I didn't say nothing though because I've been told on more than one occasion to let it go. Yeah. But I I refi- like I don't say anything. I just look at him. It was one morning. Dude was riding in the middle of the street, like he was in an SUV or something, just rolling, just just pedaling along. Right in front of me, like he was a car. It's the I didn't slow say walk. nothing though. Yeah, yep. And I'm looking at him like, dog. Okay, I get it. You know, you, you this is your right, but not really. It's not. Get your ass on the sidewalk. Yeah, or, or you, get your ass out the middle of the street. Hugh, you better watch out for the bicyclers. <laughs> yeah, they're coming yeah, after. Yeah, they're oh, they're coming. feisty, dude. Yeah, they. I mean, they think they own the road. It's. I it's pay trouble. my taxes. I do too. <laughs> so yesterday, or a couple days ago, Joe, I think we both parked similar spot uh-huh. on the on the street around here. I was double parked in. Somebody literally parked oh, next no. to my car. Oh, and I, no. I, I couldn't get out. And if I'm if we're referencing the same street, it's a very tight street to begin yeah, with. That's exactly right. And luckily, there was a uh, a tow truck driver towing the car behind me. So you just moved back. So into I that? just backed up and went around it. But it was outrageous. I'm like, you can't just block somebody in oh, on the not, road unless it is a, a legitimate emergency. Right. Double parking. Yeah. Is, it, oh, it's oh, it's I mean, unbelievable. It should come with five years in jail. I mean, it's it's a ridiculous premise to do that. You just make it someone wait for you for whatever you have to do. Come on now. All right. A lot to get to next hour of the show. We'll get to your phone calls here. Eagles, Niners, next five years. Which team will have more success? I believe the Niners. Hugh and Kyle think the Eagles here. Of course, the Phillies. Did they do enough too quiet of an offseason or not? And we'll be joined here by Elliot Shore Parks. And we'll throw all this his way, plus his take on the Sixers, the deadline, Tyrese Maxey, and what did Brian Windhorst say he expects from the Sixers by tomorrow? It's all coming up next. 215-592-9494 for Midday Show. Sports Radio 94 WIP. ESPN Bet is now live in Pennsylvania. As the official sports book of ESPN, ESPN Bet is the only place to find daily exclusives and offers with your favorite ESPN personalities and shows. Sign up today and new users get $100 in bonus bets for making any sports book bet. Find all your favorite markets and bets like in-game wagering, Cross-sport parlays, teasers, and all the props you can handle. That's ESPN Bet. Download today. Oh, what a play. Must be 21 plus. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details.